Hi hi and welcome to Puzzle Home. Hi guys. Right. So on today's episode, we will be talking about why I want to work in the media. Um actually simply put I've actually been interested in working in the media ever since I was in secondary school. So that would be ever since I was like around 11, 12. Oh wait, no, that was also in primary school. Well, yes, when I was basically a teenager, like from 13 onwards. Um, the reason being is because I watched uh I mean, I've always watched YouTubers my entire life. Uh YouTubers like Dan and Phil, which I'm pretty sure some of you may know. Uh YouTuber popular gaming YouTubers like PewDiePie, Jacksepticeye, few bunch of others. And Dan and Phil were the YouTubers who actually had their own uh BBC radio show back then. And they also attended live events, they interviewed celebrities, Uh they were very active in the media scene and when I uh and they would upload these uh this content onto YouTube and I realized that oh like I really liked what they were doing it seemed very int- very interesting for me and it felt like something I wanted to do uh, it seemed very attractive uh, socializing with these people uh going to these events uh using your voice as a form of uh, entertainment on the radio So I was uh, immediately already hooked onto uh working in that field. And so that's why actually in secondary school in Singapore once you finish your final exams, you get to decide um well it's based on your score as well, but you decide whether you want to go to a polytechnic or a junior college. And in some cases where if you don't do well, you end up going into ITE, which is not a bad place to go to. It's just uh it's a technical kind of uh institution that allows you to hone uh uh skills, uh different kinds of skills, but skills that are very specific to like a certain job, right? Polytechnic is somewhat the same as that, except it's a more uh it's they give you work skills that are more specialized like especially in terms of uh like working for example it's in specific sectors so it could be oh if you really like science you could go into uh chemical engineering or you could go into um media like for example in polytechnics they offered uh mass media they offer mass media courses Uh they offer a bunch of other courses. And usually these courses are of like jobs that are, tend to be of a uh, higher pay than those jobs that they offer that in ITE. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the, the different paths you go to, right? And then there's junior college where you actually just uh, continue studying for another two years into in depth into the subjects that you took in secondary school. maybe a few more new ones like econ- economics depending on what field you go into like the arts or the science field and to in order to get your A level certificate which uh the reason why some people might go further studying in G in junior college JC 
is because either they want to, they're not sure what they want to do, so they want to study study a bit more first, or they already know what they want to do, but um, there's this uh, stereotype that exists that, oh, if you go into JC and you get the A-level certificate, that certificate will help you be- uh, help you get into uh, local universities, uh, gives you a better chance. But that's only, you know, if you do well. <laughs> You know, if you score well in your A-levels, then you can, you have a higher chance of going into a local university. Not saying, and in polytechnic, to be honest, is the same thing, honestly. Like, you have to be one of the top of the cohort in order to most likely get into a local university. But basically, getting into a local university is very hard. It's very tough, uh, very, very score-based, usually. So, um... My parents, uh, like, they were influenced by that stereotype that, oh, I should go to JC, like, I'll have a better chance of getting into a local university that way. And even though I already knew what I wanted to do, I wanted to do mass communication in Polytechnic. Uh, But in the end, I went into junior college. I had my own little experience there. But, I mean, in the end, for my A-levels, I, I scored averagely, like, it wasn't very good, and it wasn't, like, very bad, but it wasn't good enough for me to get into local universities based on the course I wanted to go into, which was mass communication. Uh, because in Polytechnic, uh, for example, if you do very well, you can go on to university to do also a related degree, for example, in media, uh, like a higher step. But yeah, I couldn't get into uh, the course I wanted in university because of my score. And in the end, I had to, I ended up going into a private university. Nothing wrong with that as well. It's just a different route. Um, But, you know, usually people always want to uh, still try to get into a better university, a good local university here in Singapore. But yeah, I went to a private university, um, but, but into a course that I wanted. Oh, it's called a professional. It's called professional communications. It was offered by the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, and there I learned a bunch of things. I learned a bunch of things about advertising, marketing, public relations, media, certain aspects of media, a bit of mass media, a bit of media in general, how it works, kind of tied to also the other modules like advertising, marketing, content, branding. Uh, so I learned quite a, bu- a, a bunch of things and uh, in this condensed course of two years. And I got my bachelor's degree. I actually think I did relatively well. Uh, I actually uh, enjoyed the course and also managed to score quite well throughout the two years because uh, this course doesn't have exams, <laughs> which is the greatest part. Uh, but it's not why I took it, but that was just a plus point that came in from that. Uh, but we were strictly marked in our assessments, so you had to do consistently well because we were on a GPA uh, point system. Uh, yeah, so in the end, I don't really want to... Do I want to say my GPA score? I, I guess I'll say it. Like, I feel like you shouldn't be embarrassed because it's like your abilities and everything right but and your score doesn't match your abilities and plus if you know what gpa is (laughs) it's quite tough uh like you do have to score well throughout because if there's just one module that pulls you down like it's gonna pull your whole gpa down so that's what actually happened to me 
um, there is this module called uh, journalism, a journalism module. And there was a component that was 50% of the score. Uh, we had to do our own research, interviewing people and writing an article right, about a certain topic uh, in Singapore. And I think I did well. But apparently, according to the marker, they felt that, oh, um, this wasn't the angle they were looking for. I did consult with the lecturer in my class, um, but she gave the comments like, oh, I was actually looking for a much more in-depth historical angle into your topic. My topic was about a Russian community in Singapore. But she's like, oh, it wasn't quite what I was looking for. And because of that, I she gave me a C for that uh, assignment. And then I, uh, when I started comparing my score to my other friends, apparently quite a lot of them got less than what they hoped. Because usually in my class, a lot of people tend to get distinction, which is an A. Uh, and it's, it's not that hard to get an A as long as the teacher sees your... Um, write your... it's relevant and you write relatively well, like you can get a distinction. But then I had friends who usually were getting distinctions and high distinctions, which is like A+, suddenly getting things like a... what was it called? A credit? No, no, a credit is like a C. What was the B? But basically they were getting Bs and Cs, uh, which was like kind of shocking to me as well. And that's where um, we actually complained about that module. We were, we were saying, why were we marked so strictly for this module? Like to the point where there was a B average in the class when usually would get an A average. So because of that, uh, we complained to the course, was it administrator or the person who runs the course? And uh, they said, okay, well, we'll actually uh, kind of rename or like uh, change the course, the, the modules, or the modules uh, to introduction to journalism. Because um, what I got from the whole ordeal after was that apparently they marked us like the, cause, okay, the system goes how the lecturer from our university would mark it, but then they would send our work to the Australian lecturer in Australia and they would mark it and then they would come to like an uh, like a average score based on how each of them mark. And apparently the Australian lecturer marked us, it felt like they marked us as though we were already journalism students. Like they marked us very strictly for our content when it was like, for most of us, it was the first time we were ever doing anything journalism related. So I think that was why we averaged as a B in the class, which made a lot of people unhappy. Especially because GPA, the moment you're getting A's and you get a B or you get, a, especially even a C in my case, a C, it pulls your GPA down by a oh, huge lot. So that was very disappointing in that sense. Um, but ultimately, <laughs> we we went through that phase, yeah. But uh, my final GPA score is a two point eight, it's two point eight out of four, so it's it's like not exactly uh, it's not bad, but it's also not something that's like exemplary. It's not something usually I wanted. I actually wanted to get a GPA score of at least above three, 
because a good GPA score I feel lies like 3.5 and above like that's a very good GPA score already but the fact that I didn't even manage to hit 3 is kind of a bit saddening even though most of my for most of my modules I scored an A a distinction but hey that's just that's just the way it is but but actually it also does make a difference if you score a distinction and a high distinction like there is a difference I did only get a few high distinctions in my in some modules so and there is a difference by one point so I think that also contributed to overall not getting above three maybe or maybe I would have gotten above three if I didn't fail so hard for that one module not fail but get a, like a pass <laughs> oh yeah credit is a B yeah so distinction distinction high distinction distinction credit and a pass I'm sorry it's probably still confusing to some of you who don't know that system but okay anyway at least I explained it in their term of a more uh, American sense of grading like a B's and C it's something we're more used to especially us locals um, but yes so my point being nevertheless I still en enjoyed uh, studying in my course a lot in university uh, which is somewhat related to media because it did fall under uh, the media like it was a possible job place and after that after I graduated I started looking for internships uh, and I found an internship in uh, a little small filming and production company I worked there for four months and then I tried to get a full-time job uh, or even another traineeship where you train on the job but they still pay you higher than in an internship um, I only managed to get one uh, literally like today I'm going to sign my contract and but no no I actually got an internship that's what I wanted to say I, I managed to only secure another internship uh, for some reason I try when I tried to apply to these full-time jobs and traineeships like none of them were getting back to me or I got a reply but they didn't reply back regarding an uh, interview time and days so that was a little bit disappointing but understandably also during COVID and there are also fresh graduates coming through every time um, there is a certain priority and bias I believe also in workplaces so maybe well I'm not gonna guess why like it took me literally four months to get to another place but I'm glad that I managed to secure at least an internship at least I'm doing something again and getting to be earning for myself and getting more experience that I need and also I'll be starting my uh, diploma course specialized in media and directing so going to be doing that hopefully that will get me close to where I need to be and um, one thing I didn't mention was that uh, I didn't specifically say what I wanted to do in media to be honest I'm honestly open uh, going into most fields in media if need be but desirably I want to be a broadcaster I want to be a broadcaster maybe even radio DJ someone who interviews uh, people attends uh, shows is a presenter of sorts right like an MC someone who's active in the media and the social media circle so yeah someone like that 
Um, and I read up and I also got advice from people that you don't become someone like a presenter or a broadcaster right after you graduate. It's something you have to get upgraded to in a sense, promoted to. So a lot of sources told me that I have to enter the production line and from the production line, you once you get to know more about how media production goes about, that's where you actually can yeah, get promoted into actually uh, broadcasting, taking on broadcasting roles because you have experience in the media production field and that's important for that role. So that's why I've been uh, searching for internships in production. I've been taking on production assistant roles and hopefully after this internship, um, I'll be able to secure a place as a, in a full-time job in a production role, maybe as a production coordinator, assistant producer, um, I feel, and from there onwards, uh, moving up, moving up the career ladder into a broadcaster of sorts. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. But um, I also um, know some people may ask me the question of, oh, but you're actually, you know, you're good at singing, you've been singing your whole life, and you have the potential to enter, to, to make singing your job, right? Well, the thing about singing as a hobby and singing as a job is uh, completely two very different things. And as I'm sure a lot of you also know, um, you may like doing a hobby, uh, but turning it into a job, into a profitable business is something that's uh, entirely different. It's a whole different scope. And for singing, especially in Singapore, it's very hard to earn yourself a career. The arts sector in Singapore is small, uh, likewise the media sector, and uh, at least the media sector is, I feel, slightly bigger than the arts sector in Singapore. I may be wrong. Um, but yeah, you don't really tend to flourish here. Not very. Very few tend to flourish in some way. Uh, and they still end up being popular only either in Singapore or uh, in the nearby Asian countries as well, like Malaysia, Philippines, Indonesia. So it's small scale, right? Usually if people want to succeed in the media, want to succeed in arts, uh, they tend to go overseas for this kind of thing. And many do, many do. But some people don't have that opportunity, so they try to make a living here. And some succeed and some are satisfied with um, where they end up with, uh, be it in their bands, be it as a solo singer. There are quite a few uh, successful local singers here in Singapore. So that is one thing about it. But I don't, for me, um, I just prefer singing as a hobby. I'll, I feel like I'll start to hate singing once it becomes a profession because you're going to have to churn out songs. You're going to have to, uh, if I want to sing and become a singer, there's going to be a lot of things like having shows, events of my own, and it doesn't inter interest me in that sense to create a career that way. I have thought of uh, doing things like maybe I could sign up for a musical, maybe I could sign up uh, to be part of a certain play, but... I have thought of that and maybe if the opportunity arises, maybe I might, but ultimately my heart lies in creating 
content for the media, uh, lending my voice uh, to entertain, to inform people. Uh, yeah, that's my ultimate goal. It's not very, very specific. Uh, even though I did say I want to be a broadcaster of sorts, uh, I'm still quite open to roles around that specific role as well. Because in the media, it's all about the contacts. It's about the contacts that you get from your work, from your friends. Um, it's about uh, being able to rise up in the social ladder. Um, it's Media requires experience, a lot of experience to be able to move up. I mean, with any role, yes, but in media is one of the jobs that really require experience in this sort of thing. Other jobs, you might just, they might just need that slip of paper, that bachelor, oh, you have a bachelor's degree in that, then they can already take you in as like a director role or as a, like, the, like a, a good role. Like you don't have to start from like zero, but for media, you can show them you have a bachelor's in like a mass media or communication, but you're still going to start off very small because uh, you need that kind of exposure from small in order to be able to rise up. So that is a certain sacrifice that I have to make, but I'm willing to go ahead with it. Um, and I know <laughs> that the media sector is especially competitive and is a challenging sector to be in because yeah, like I said, like context really, really help. But if you don't have much context, like it's really, it's just going to be a slow start for you in the media sector. I'm lucky to have a few contacts and I have been trying to put myself out there uh, but it's still slow for me, like a slow start but it's better than no start at all which I'm happy about but yeah, in the media, competitive <laughs> and there's also a certain impression of you in the media that you have to be classy, sociable and uh, having definitely, the most important part though is having thick skin because in media, it's the sort of sector you're going to be criticized a lot, you're going to be pushed around a lot, especially as someone who's less experienced. And you're going to be on, you're not going to enter the limelight, probably, in, you're only going to start getting places probably like quite a few years down the road. Maybe I'd say, hopefully in the next five years, I actually manage to get somewhere that's uh, secure and like a pretty good uh, stable position for me in the media but hey um, that's how it goes I'm still gonna be fighting for my place in the media uh, try and see what works best for me uh, what I can do to promote myself yeah so I'm feeling, feeling pretty op optimistic about it regardless of a slow start um, but yes, the main reason why I want to work in the media is uh, <laughs> because of these uh, YouTubers, Dan and Phil, once they started to uh, talk about their radio show, uploading videos of them interviewing guests, going into events. Like to me, that's a very active social kind of life. Seems very appealing to me. Like I know for some people that can be very tiring or very stressful, but for me, that's the kind of tiring and stressful that. I feel feel rewarding for me. It's something that I like to do, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I have a lot of friends who have been very encouraging 
and who have told me, oh, you know, I can totally uh, hear your voice in the radio a few years down the line, or I can totally see you on television. And that really, that's very nice. That's very nice of them to say. It's very inspiring. And I do hope uh, to be a recognized face in the media, regardless, regardless if it ends up being small scale. But I still do want to <laughs> put myself out there right? in the media. It's always been some dream of mine. Yeah, but, but that's really mainly all that I wanted to say about media. I do, I mean, one thing I can add on is that I'm still interested in things like acting and being part of like the, the, yeah, the acting sphere in media. And I, I would love to take on side roles like voice acting, possibly like that's, that's quite a big passion of mine as well. Being able to maybe voice act for a show or uh, podcasting like I'm doing right now. That will feel that I feel that will be a very good opportunity for me as well, and I'm still going to continue singing, and um, performing because uh, my vocal teacher she holds performances a few times a year, so I've been performing from time to time. Uh, helps to increase your confidence, confidence singing around people, and also work on my voice because I feel like. Uh, being able to sing as a talent can definitely come into voice acting uh, and maybe I can even like if, if times get tough maybe I can even have a little concert of my own or have sh uh, performance gigs though I'm not <laughs> the most open about that though but it's just something that I can definitely do with my talent in singing and uh, yeah, uh, just it's the thing about this media world is really tr try and embrace every opportunity you get. And then once you have more power over your decisions, having more experience, um, it's easier to climb up that career ladder. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, and that's really all that uh, I wanted to say. Uh, about why I want to work in media, why I like it, why I possibly like it, <laughs> even though I only, the only kind of experience I had is through the internship and also a bit from my film club in university, being in contact with a few of these working, uh, working people from my club in the media. It's always a, a good jump start. Planes are starting to fly. <laughs> but yes, that is the end. And I'll see you for my net next. Oh my goodness, next podcast episode coming up this Thursday. Uh, yeah, I'll reveal the topic later on. But for now, yes, have a good rest of the day. Hey, so now you've reached the end of my podcast. Uh, it would be great if you could actually follow my Instagram page at Puzzle Home Podcast. That's where I post uh, weekly updates of my podcast. And there is also a platform where you can actually recommend me some topics that I can talk about. And possibly, yeah, talk about and help you. So yeah, follow my Instagram.